and welcome to episode 47 of a brand new rebooted We the Gamer cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button right now. Just a little boop. Is that, that, does that make it sound? The boop, 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 boop. I don't, is that from Spaceballs? What is happening? Okay, guys, if you're new and you're still listening after this nonsense, here is the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games and our love for video games, and this week is no different. My guest, Trevor Starkey, we're going to get to in just a minute. But if you want to be part of the show, all you got to do, tweet at me, at Sean Capri, that Sean like Connery Capri like the pants, and uh, I just have to do a brief background check, make sure you're not a serial murderer. So far... None of my guests have been murderers. That's pretty, I don't know if every podcast can say that, but we are murder free on We The Gamer Cast. It's something I'm, I'm very proud of. And some, that's what you should leave a review for. It's the number one murder free video game podcast with a guy named Sean in it. That would be great. If you could do that, go to iTunes, leave a review and then send me that. I'll send you a picture of me eating a gluten free sandwich and reading a comic book. I will, I promise that will happen. That would be great if you guys could do that. And if you're new and you missed last week, you, you could hit subscribe, go back a little bit. Last week, we had a great episode. We had Jason Lacey from Flux Deposed. And what a good dude. Like I, I, I've been listening to their show for a little while and, uh, they had some, some great things to say about me and this show and his time here. And if you just even like Yoda. <laughs> let's just let's just put it that way. If you like the way Yoda sounds, go go give a listen to Flex the Pose. Those guys are some good banter. I think I have some some chores I need to do around here. Not chores, like honeydew list I need to paint. I have really been putting this off. I haven't been feeling my best lately. So all I want to do is kind of sleep, which gets into something else here in just a second. But I need to paint. I need to record this. I'll edit. And then I need to do a little, I need to freshen this whole place up a little bit. But you don't want to hear about that. Uh, big shout out though to Dave Moore for having Bobby the Nintendo Guru Poles and I on the character crunch. You guys can go check out dacespace.com, um, to find that. You can also follow Dave Moore at dacespace. You might remember he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And so he reached out, and that was so much fun. Like, this is the one-on-one thing that you and I have going on here. By the way, how are you? Are you doing good? Are you... I, I Last week, I complimented you on your on your clothing. I think your hair is on point today. That is, that is really good. Some people just roll out of bed, and they just go to work, like me. I literally do that sometimes. I roll out of bed, and I just kind of, like, quaff it a little, and it's pretty much good enough. That's a little secret. I don't tell too many people. I don't even know if my wife knows that. She might think I do a little more than I... No, she probably knows. Okay, so your hair is on point. Had a great time on on Character Crunch. It's all good. Playing two games this week. Continuing with Chrono Trigger. I'm um I have no problem spending a half an hour bus ride and just doing battle. Like I I like I like I like just leveling up, grinding a little bit, listening to podcasts. Because here's the thing: Chrono Trigger, if you didn't know, has an incredible soundtrack. And I feel like I'm really, like, more than most games, I feel like I'm missing out if I don't listen to the game while I'm playing it. But I can avoid that. I can still catch up on my podcast if 
I just battle the whole time. So that's kind of like a, it's a win-win for me. I just kind of like level up in the game, catch up on my, on my podcast, and I don't miss the great music. I know how that music sounds right now. I'm not missing any new tunes on the Chrono Trigger. So that's going great. I promised you that I would continue playing it. So that's kind of, not that I'm not enjoying it, but I, I owe, I owe it to you guys. I want to, I want to get further in though. I didn't really make a whole lot of progress. I've, I've only just been battling. So I will, I will do my best this week. The other game that I'm playing, Oh, I forgot another one. I got two more. Two more, and then we'll get to Trevor. Um, I played in the the tech test for Titanfall. Did I talk about that last week? It was it was technically last weekend, and, it, and it's happening again this weekend. Um, it's fun. My very short thoughts, super fun. I really like the first Titanfall. I like the grappling hook this time. I like, oh, I remember. Yes, I told you about that, because nobody else knows how to play it. Sorry. I Neighbor Matt knows how often I repeat myself, so... Now you guys do too. The new game, I definitely didn't tell you about this, is uh, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Or Day of Sex to some of you. Or Deus Ex, Do Sex, Mankind Divided. It's one, one of those is right. Um, I, I played through the first level, and I was hooked. I've gotten past the first level. It's a little bit more open now. First level is really just kind of like, figure out a way to get to the, get to the end. It didn't, it was more like corridor base. It seemed I'm now kind of out in the open. I'm talking to people. I'm finding side missions. And I think this is, this is why reviewing games. If, if anybody else out there has reviewed a game, you may know this, this hit me at a, and the reason I have it is for a review, actually. I have to I have to review this for WeTheNerdy.com, and this is where I'm at with it, kind of mentally. I need to, I almost need to pump myself up for this, because I've just been feeling kind of crappy this week. I've just, I haven't been, I haven't had a lot of energy. I get home from work, and I, I feel just wiped. And so that, when you have to review a game, and you have to, like, play for a few hours, it, seems, it sounds weird. Like, I even just saying, I'm like, why can't I just play this game? But I've been kind of, like, crashing on the couch. So maybe tonight I will, I'll have a nice, I gotta paint first, remember. Don't get off track. I can't forget painting. I gotta paint first, then hopefully I can play some Deus Ex. But I haven't had that, that gaming session where I'm like, holy crap, where did the last five hours go? Um, a couple technical issues for me, I'm playing on Xbox One. I find that when I start the game, uh, the audio is out of sync and the lip syncing never really gets great. It's, it's pretty bad. And, um, gosh, there was something else, but I can't remember some technical stuff. I'll, I'll get back to this. I'm going to be playing this for a little while, I think, but overall, like very different. This is not Call of Duty with powers. Um, this is, and this is my first Deus Ex game, by the way. Uh, so there's that too. I think we're going to get into it here. So my guest this week is Trevor Starkey. I've actually shared the same physical space as Trevor once before. We've, we've breathed the same San Francisco air. We've basked in the smell of Greg Miller's sweat in the same, in the same space. But I've never had a chance to, to talk to him, especially not to this level. Uh, you know him if you're in, if you're at all involved in the kind of funny community. He, he's a, he's a father figure for many of us. Maybe for you, maybe he's a father figure for you. If your name is Kaylee or Zyger or anybody else in the, in the kind of funny community, he might be your dad. 
maybe for real. What if, what if Trevor was really your dad? Anyways, there's enough of this nonsense. Uh, you will surely come to know him as a future IGN employee. Here he is, Trevor Starkey. Glasses. Those things are freaking awesome, man. Thank you. Got a few extra pairs, like oh my on god, hand if I need. <laughs> Where do you get those from? Um, I uh, so the first one I got was a Loot Crate um, pair. Ah. They gave it in like January's Loot Crate of last year, uh, and I like it because it, I use it basically as a hairband to keep the hair out of my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I just would randomly find them elsewhere. Like uh, I went to. Um, like a music and gaming and art museum in mm-hmm. Seattle. Found a couple pairs there. Picked up them. Uh, found a couple pairs at uh, like Pack South earlier this year. Nice. Um, so I've just kind of been adding to the collection, and I've got like nine ish pairs total. It's kind of a collect. I totally understand. Like, uh, I think I'm just gonna get all of them now. Everything that has ever been made. I've been like that since I was a kid. I think actually just. I wanted, like, all the Crayola crayon collections. Every time they had, like, a neon pack or anything, I always wanted to go out. I was more of an artist at heart than actually skilled at it. Uh-huh. Um, I want to talk to you about your long hair because it's pretty okay. iconic. Uh, how, when did this start? Like, let's look at this stuff. It's it's shoulder length but curly. Like, this is actually probably down halfway down your back. If you do, you, Have you ever taken a straightener to this thing? I, I have not in years. There um, it is. Yep, it's happened. Yeah. Everybody and, does well, it. And it wasn't me. It was so it the whole it, the hair started in uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. My sophomore year, uh, I really just got lazy and stopped cutting it. And so by senior, junior and senior year, it was longish, probably probably this length ish. This has been going for this. Uh, I haven't cut this hair since august of 2014 oh good so that's pretty good almost almost two years going now that's really long um, for two years and and then it was like sh- like cut very tight and uh it was cut for i was doing um a production of one flew over the cuckoo's nest i was playing the the jack nicholson role of mcmurphy and so it was like set in the 50s so i had to have like short clean cut hair look for it yeah. so yeah it was like uh, one of our guys took a straight razor to it and basically it was like Oh, well, this is the shortest my hair's been for a long time. Gone. And so I've just been growing it out since then. But yeah, back in high school is when, it f- when I first grew it out, and it was just I was lazy. And um, and we were doing a production of Oklahoma one day, and we had like our big tech day mm-hmm. where all the actors needed to be there in case we needed to like hop in and hop out. Um, but we were mostly just there so they could do lighting stuff. And a couple of the girls in the cast brought their flat irons and were like, we're going to straighten your hair. And so they straightened my hair, took the two of them like two hours to do it. Yeah. uh, Just because there's like layers upon layers upon layers underneath. And uh, (laughs) just uh, like the beard, too. Your beard has layers upon layers, too. It is. Thank thank you to my grandmother and her afro. Your grandmother. I've I've inherited (laughs) I've inherited her hair. My mom's hair is very curly and and out of control. She keeps it more maintained, but yeah, my grandmother's definitely has like afro. I thought you were giving, afro. I thought you were giving credit to your grandma's beard. I thought that was going to be oh, yes. something really special. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the first time I straightened it, and then uh, we straightened it a um, a few years back um, uh, in actually it was probably like ten years ago now when I was in college 
just backstage um, and in the theater one night again. Uh, and I ended up looking the first time I looked like Kurt Cobain was kind of the reference point that got made mm-hmm. Kurt, uh, mixed between Kurt Cobain and Fabio. So I was like, nice. okay, well, That's I'll, I'll take that. That's cool. Yeah, um, Fabio's never worn then, a flannel shirt before. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> last time it was more, Hey, you look like Garth from Wayne's world. <laughs> so I was like, well, that, that's a step down. And, uh, <laughs> oh, well, uh, but I have not straightened it really since then. Um, uh, I, I get people that like whenever I do go in for a haircut because I've I've grown it out a few times and yeah. basically donated it to Locks of Love a few times. Oh, that's sweet. Um, and so every time, whenever I'm just like I'm done with it, I just want I just want all of my hair gone. Um, I'll go to like a Great Clips or a Supercuts or something and just be like, hey, uh, I want to donate it, and they'll just throw it in a ponytail, chop it all off, and yeah. then I'm like starting fresh. I don't know. And if then I've they're ever always somebody who's like has ample supply of hair just to like donate like some people have extra cash to donate cash you're just like yeah i'm feeling philanthropic today i'll just chop off some of my some of my hair is there a link to the music you kind of dropped a little hint that um maybe music is a big part of your life as well like you went going to the seattle museum is that kind of part of it kirk cobain uh music no not uh, it's always been much more theater um, sure yep like i i've grown my hair out and done whatever i needed to do for a given role and mm-hmm. so if i'm not doing anything i'm just i'm really just lazy is is really what oh, it comes down man. to in terms of it being like long like yeah. it is um and i do find that if i like if i want to get back into acting cuz i've kind of stepped away from it for the time being but if i want to get back into it mm-hmm. i get cast way more if it's shorter um, because it's more you can you could do more with it then as opposed to when it's longer like this. So I've joked that short hair is my actor hair and long hair is my director hair. Ah, because uh, when I like because when when I'm behind the scenes, nobody cares what I look like. Um, so yeah, it's it it really just started out because I was lazy, and then it became because it is curly and and whatnot. It just kind of became a look, and I was like, all right, I'll lean into it. Well, definitely, you spot you out in the middle of a crowd for sure. Uh, I kind of <laughs> wanted to ask you about kind of like this. Are I want to ask you, are you a real dad or are you just like a like a no. fatherly figure to the to the kind of funny community? Uh, yeah, no, no children. Uh, just uh, yeah, I got it. So at kind of funny live two this year. And, and a little bit at like earlier events in the year, yeah. um, I kind of a uh, quote unquote adopted people like Zyger or Kaylee in the <laughs> kind of funny community because they are young and I'm 31 and I can actually make my way around a town that I've never been to before without getting lost. Unlike them. Maybe. Oh, did they? Yeah. They, uh, so when we were all in, in Boston for PAX East, mm-hmm. uh, Zyger went and picked Kaylee up from the airport while like a bunch of us were at, uh, the kind of funny panel actually. And they started, uh, they like, they got an Uber, uh, they went back, dropped the stuff off at the hotel. And then they started walking to what they thought was the convention center. And then 40 minutes later realized they'd been walking in the wrong direction. Oh and my gosh. so, so they had to then like get all the way back to the convention center. So from then on, it just kind of became like, Trevor, Daddy, Trevor, please help us get to where we need to go. Be <laughs> responsible adults. And uh, and yeah, it came to a head at Kind of Funny Live 2 where Zyger was he, – he got like some little shiny thing from uh, um, from some like monks on the street that they'll, they'll walk around and, and try and sell you like a bracelet and a little shiny placard. Um, like ten, twenty dollars or something like that, and somebody got one and and gave Zyger the 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 shiny piece, and he kept like using it to like blind people, like he like 
like reflect it at somebody's eyes. Yeah, and sure. so I took it away from him. As and children him. do. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, you don't get this back until you've proven you can be a good boy. Bad Zyger. <laughs> and, and so it, that's that's kind of where uh, Daddy Zyger really or Daddy Trevor really took off was because I was punishing Zyger for uh, for his uh, immature tendency. So are you are you sort of like projecting on uh, the the good morals that your parents kind of bestowed upon you growing up? Yeah, like, this is how I would raise my my kids. This is how I was raised. Yeah, it's I I, I definitely want to. I mean, especially within the community, I definitely want to try and be a positive uh, positive influence because uh, the community has definitely given me a lot. Um, I I went into the first kind of funny live knowing nobody. And uh, outside of like some people I had interacted with online, sure, but I never met anybody. And uh, and one of the first people I met was Sean Pitts, and he, he was going on a tour to IGN um, he, that he had like arranged with Jared Petty, and it was just going to be like the two of them. And I tweeted out that I was a little jealous about that, and he he responded back to me real quick saying, "Are you are are you in town already?" Because this was a few days before the event, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, I just I got in last night." And he invited me sight unseen to join him, and we had a great time. And then, like the rest of the weekend, we all hit it off. Um, just a, a ton of I was surrounded by a group of made new, forty new friends that weekend, effectively. And so, when I go to events now, I want to kind of pay it forward and and be be that experience that I got for other people. So, uh, in terms of kind of being the fatherly figure. Um, uh, I yeah, I definitely want to make sure people are are there having a good time, mm-hmm. um, but also responsible about it. Because um, yeah, I don't think I I I think I've seen when uh, people will go there and get really trash and black out and not remember, uh, you know, what happened the night before and mm-hmm. and I don't I, I like it is such a memorable experience or these are memorable experiences. I want people to to not um, to yeah. not regret that kind of partying so hard that that something gets lost. In yeah, you're having to like piece the night together from like pictures on your phone like, "Oh yeah, well I was still kind of remembering things here and then not at this point." So, that that's awesome. So when you were going into kind of funny live 1, like is that what you were kind of going for? Was it to meet people or was it just purely out of the fandom of of kind of funny? Like did you know you were going to be like gaining 40 new best friends or is that what you're setting out to do or is it just magic? No. It was very much um it was uh, so my first ever convention was a few months earlier uh was the first playstation experience in oh, vegas i'm so jealous i went to that uh basically it was like a treat to myself i i just started a new job and i, I went to that and was like i want to like i'm going to treat myself this is in vegas i can drive there i'm going to go have a Sweet. fun weekend and celebrate playstation because you're in arizona right yeah yeah, yeah. cool Yep, based around the Phoenix area. Yeah, and uh, and so I went to that and basically didn't talk to anybody the whole weekend. I didn't like. I was not. <laughs> I, I was there. I was there in part to see like um, uh, Greg and Colin from Beyond, um, but right, other yeah, than it that, wasn't it even was kind of funny yet. Yeah, that was that was their last Beyond, uh, their last live Beyond, where where they talk about they knew that they weren't going to be doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. They were going to be going on to kind of funny, um, but yeah, it was still the Beyond days and. Uh, and I went, and I I was excited because I love like the behind the scenes stuff. So I was excited to go to the panels. I was excited to get some hands on with some of the games, mm-hmm. um, but I was not there to go and make friends. So fast forward a few months to kind of funny live. I was expecting pretty much the same kind of experience. I was gonna go. I was gonna you know have a fun time at the show. I was also there 
um, because the following week I was uh, I was recording the kind of funny games cast with them. Yes, uh, that was, I was the first Patreon guest that that went and did the games cast. Uh, so I basically timed the whole trip so I could do kind of funny live, and then a couple days later I'd go and record the show with them. Uh, and so I was anticipating I would just kind of go be somewhat like uh, an obscure. Hey, it's the weird guy with with uh, curly hair, uh, but nobody <laughs> would really remember me um, from the event. And then, uh, and then go and do the games cast, and and whatever came of that came of that. That was more even um, just kind of a challenge to myself of if I want to try and actually do something in the games industry, I want to see if I can hold my own against two of the the bigger names in sure. the games industry, right? Yeah. Colin and, and Tim, and so uh, so a lot of it was very like selfish. Uh, a career focused kind of going to the event, but also because I liked the kind of funny guys and I wanted to go support them and, and have a fun time at whatever the show they were doing was going mm. to be. But yeah, the the friends I made out of that were a complete surprise and it's definitely changed uh, how I attend things uh, as a result. Uh, like I said, I, I want to try and pay it for I like I had such a, such a life altering experience coming from that, that I want to, I want to give that to people if I can. So if, uh, you know, if I go to kind of funny live too, and I see somebody in the corner or something, um, that are just kind of hanging out by themselves, I'm not going to, I don't want to like force myself upon them, but I am going to go and check on them and say, Hey, like, how are you doing? Are you having a good time? Um, kind of, I, I joked, I was doing my best Greg Miller impression, like a lot of kind of funny live too. <laughs> uh, and I was bummed. I didn't actually get to meet you. Cause like you were one of the people I knew about, through the community going into it. And I was like, Oh, he's going to be a kind of funny live. And then whatever happened, we just never really connected. Well, um, and here's like, and I, I, I know that some kind of funny fans are, are listening to. So I love that we have this chance to chat about this. Cause like you guys were just on like the whole time, like you, Kaylee, Nikki, Zag, everybody was just like, like you were like, you were working kind of funny. Like you were like the guys like, and I was like, I kind of shy away from from that scene, which is really weird to hear, especially when you think like, well, you talk to strangers on the internet every week. Like you have like one on one seems way more terrifying than the group, but like for me, it's like oh no, that's so I... opposite. Like this is way more comfortable for me, even though I know there are people out there listening to this, and like technically it's not really one on one, but like this is this is my comfort zone. And so when I saw like you guys were like just so on point. And like, and now we're doing this and now we're going this. I'm like, I am not getting in the way of this. And I, I'm like, I'm like, who am I to go like, Hey guys, I'm over here. Like, stop what you're doing. Like, come shake my head. Like, I didn't want to like get in the way of that. And everybody was having such a great time. Uh, Kaylee stepped on my foot uh-huh. in the middle of kind of funny life too. In the, in the night, like she was just like running by, she stepped on my foot and it was actually like a moment before her, she was messaging me like, where are you? And I'm like, well, you just stepped on my foot. So I'll see you later. And nice. then like moments after that, I think kind of honeys was invented. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I saw you guys doing your thing and I'm like, you know what? That's so awesome. But I'm just like, it made me tight inside. And oh so yeah. I no, like, I, I totally get that. I totally I'll be the appreciate scared that. internet kid. I, like I am, <laughs> Like my entire like the first kind of funny live I went to I I and I still consider myself an introvert so those one on one interactions that is where I thrive right. um, and I like I I am doing that but I've done I don't know if it's because I've done theater enough that I can kind of put on a role for a little bit and, and be okay mm-hmm. but it, it's when I was going to kind of funny live too having also done PAX South and PAX East this year which were 
PAX South wasn't really a kind of funny live thing because they weren't there, but it was like I was there with kind of funny friends. Of course, uh, video game and, fans. Exactly. And so, uh, and then PAX East um, uh, was, I like, I, it. it's this weird thing where now in my normal day-to-day life, um, I'm definitely an introvert and, and being alone, hanging out by myself is what recharges my batteries. But mm-hmm. then when I'm coming up to like a kind of funny event or like uh, next week uh, is PAX West, um, I'm like, I realize that, oh, that's going to recharge my batteries in that sense. So I'm a weirdly uh, like an event extrovert now, I think, yeah. uh, where I can go to these things. And even if I don't know anybody that's going, I can, I can make friends with them. And, uh, assuming we can, you know, well, if I'm going to something video game related, I can, I can make friends with them, uh, and be just fine. Uh, but it's, it's definitely, yeah, I, I've always like prided myself on, on my introversion really. And, and that, uh, the, the one-on-ones are great. And that's, I still had a lot of those experiences at kind of funny live too, as well, right. where I did like, yes, there was a lot of group stuff, but then there were a couple, uh, great moments that I had where, you know, other like Kaylee and Zyger and, and whoever are just kind of, they're doing the group thing. And then I go off kind of to a corner and I'm just talking to like one or two people mm-hmm. and just hearing their story and what got them into kind of funny. And, and that kind of intimacy are some of like my fondest moments of, of the whole weekend. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, I, I definitely feel where you're coming from on that. Well, I'm so glad you said that because truly like, that's what was kind of like keeping me away was almost that I hate small talk. I don't know if you can tell, like I like diving deep in. It was like, we just met, well, here's my freaking life story. That's totally, that's way better to me than, so it's pretty nice outside, kind of cloudy, like give me a break. I, and I mean, I would almost rather like podcast with family members because I feel like I could dive in deeper than I do just in our normal chit chat. Like I just, oh, yeah. I can't stand chit chat. So that was really the other part was kind of like, I, I figured that it would be more of that in the group, but I should have known better because kind of funny. They are like, we're all best friends. We're all like, we all get together at this level, but it was that I'm not going to have meaningful conversation. I thought I kind of like projected a little bit. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to have a meaningful conversation. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay. I was come up with excuses left, right and center just to, just to stay away. And it was, it was awful. And I definitely regret, it. I feel like I didn't get the full on experience. Um, but I mean, visiting IGN was a dream come true, seeing the guys do their thing and just watching kind of funny. I was saying it on the, on the show right afterwards, like watching Tim and Nick do their thing, the level of production that those guys bring when they're able to just like concentrate on it and dive in. I mean, we're seeing it this week with, with the studios Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's so inspiring to me because like, I've always kind of messed around with it. Part of even just doing the show is just seeing if I can like from either a technical or from an artistic or whatever level, like there's certain levels where I'm like, can I even do this? And like, I've, I've done stupid things. I've run, birthday parties where we had hidden cameras all around the yard and we threw drinking competitions. We had five kegs at my parents' backyard and we made a reality TV show about it. We had like a diary room with a green screen in the back and people would kind of like talk about the, the challenges as if it was big brother or survivor and stuff. Nice. So like, and, and neighbor Matt and I, my, my best friend, we would, we would talk until like four in the morning planning all this stuff. So when I, I see a lot of like me growing up in the kind of funny group from that level, from like the Tim and the Nick of Mm -hmm. dreaming something up and like, how can we make this work? And now they've got like Patreon supporters. They've got all this, all these um, 
all this funding to make it happen. And I just keep thinking like, that is the dream. Cause like yeah. we've been doing it on $500. Yeah. <laughs> like we threw it about like maybe $400 and that like it was, so I see a lot of myself in them. So I'm, I'm definitely inspired by them in that level. And I'm wondering the Trevor Trove is kind mm-hmm. of, is this a, is this a new thing or is it just something I've noticed in the last couple of months here which I love. It's a, a take on the treasure trove. It, exactly. So yeah, treasure trove uh, did start as as a reference to treasure trove because back in like third grade, I had a substitute teacher that was going through roll call and misread Trevor as treasure, and I was like, well, that's a weird thing. But I'm going to go ahead and and like that just stuck in my head for years and years. So a few years ago, uh, I started a, like a blogspot thing called trevortrove.blogspot.com and used it to to kind of exercise some some writing. I again as I as I said, I did theater for for a lot of years and in theater I would do um, like I did some playwriting stuff, I did some sketch comedy stuff and I like I've just always really enjoyed writing. And so I used it for a while back on that blog spot to do um, a mix of like local theater reviews mm-hmm. or um, uh, or, or critiques or op-eds kind of on the theater scene here in Phoenix. Um, but then also I kind of used it to talk about like the games I loved playing or, uh, like one of the, the first big things I wrote was kind of my, um, uh, my PlayStation experience. Um, uh, the first time I went, I was like, this is like, I wrote kind of a four piece feature, um, just for myself and my site about, um, like the journey to that event, uh, the like the keynote itself, and then the games I played and the panels that I attended, mm-hmm. um, and that has uh, so fast forward uh, to kind of funny live, and I meet this guy Alex O'Neill from Irrational Passions, who talks to me about this uh, um, this don't break the chain thing that he's been doing, mm-hmm. and I'd kind of fallen out of writing at that point. It was I'd gotten I'd gotten overwhelmed, and I was actually like I was continually when when the kind of funny guys went off and did their own thing and, and formed kind of funny. Um, I was like, oh, I really want to get in the industry. I kind of felt that from the PlayStation experience. I, like I walked in and I had tears running down my face just from the emotion of being in that keynote surrounded by thousands of PlayStation fans. I sat front row at the keynote because oh my I kept, I kept walking up front and the whole center section was reserved for like press. And so that's where you had Greg standing and like a hundred people trying to meet him and do a meet and greet right there in, in the keynote line before, mm-hmm. before the show started. And I just keep walking up front over on the sides cause I see they're pretty empty and like walking up front, walking up front, no signs on, on these seats over here. And I just, I'm like, uh, I'm going to, uh, there's no sign on the seat. I'm going to sit down front row. <laughs> like looking around like, am I being punked uh, like, here? Like, Is this I, for like real? I took some pictures and tweeted out something like, well, I'm front row. Uh, I'm going to take this picture so I have it for memory in case they boot me and move me back and say you're not supposed to be here. I ended up sitting next to people uh, uh, from from Soft uh, who were there to show off uh, Bloodborne at the time. Wow! Uh, so it was like, yeah, it was a surreal experience. But uh, but in that, I love moment, that you recognize like, them. Not a lot of people would recognize them from from Software. Well, uh, it was they. So the the demo happened right in front of where we were sitting, and so they all hopped up on their phones and were video uh, were recording that, and and they all, it was also I was seeing like the. Their, their texts in Japanese and stuff. I was like, okay, well, there's somebody from Japan yeah. and they were wearing Bloodborne shirts and stuff. So two I guess I don't know is four. for sure if they were Bloodborne <laughs> Oh, people, I outed you a little, sorry. It's, it's, a, it's a safe, I think it's a safe bet. I think so too. Uh, but yeah, so so coming out of that, I was like, I this is what I want to do with my life. And then I kind of had like a crisis of conscience of, 
Mm. I'm a middle-aged white guy. Like, I, what else do I have that that you know anybody else who is that in the in the the community is already providing? So what? Right. So I was like, I I would maybe rather even give up my my chance at a spot for you know a, a person of color or my, a woman uh, to to kind of go in and get more of those voices. So I sat around for like basically from then all through kind of funny, like doing this whole, like I want it, but do I want it that much? Yeah. And then, uh, so again, at kind of funny live. I met this guy, Alex O'Neill, who told me about this. Don't break the chain thing, um, uh, where he'd been writing for, I think like 50 ish days at that point in a row. He's now up over 550, I think, or five, uh, five thirty something. Maybe. I don't know. He posted a picture last night. He's mm-hmm. over 500 days. Yep. Um, and so I took that idea when I, uh, I, I relaunched Trevor Trove in its current state um, as a Squarespace site, Build It Beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, <laughs> about, a year, about a year ago, to, uh, uh, August 28, uh, 29th. So in, in two, years, two days, it'll be a year um, from when we're By the recording. time this goes live, yep. Yeah, it'll be, yeah. So, uh, and the, so I, I launched it. Wrote a few reviews here and there. It was very sporadic over the first couple months, but then on November first, I was like, "I've got friends that do that that are like novelists that do this thing called uh, NaNoWriMo, where it's National uh, National Novel Writing Month, and that's what November is. And the the mm-hmm. the idea is you write every day for the month of November, and by the end, you're going to have a novel that you can you could take and pitch somewhere. Sure. And so I was like, I'm going to take that. And this idea that Alex has of don't break the chain and basically combine them and throw them into a mixer and do it for Trevor Trove. So Alex, what he does, he writes every day, but he'll work on a piece for multiple days before he publishes it, if he ever publishes it. Mm-hmm. But his his thing is that he just writes every day. He writes, I think, his, his criteria is at least 250 words a day, every day. Um, but he doesn't necessarily publish it. I, being the insane person I was, said, I'm going to write and publish every day. Put it day. out there. So, uh, so yeah, every day and, and yesterday actually, um, as we're recording this, the 26th was, um, my 300th day in a row of don't break the chain. So congratulations. Holy cow. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I actually talked about in, in my like celebratory post yesterday, I was like, so I've been doing this for 300 days now and, uh, Hey, it turns out writing isn't really the future of this industry. So (laughs) (laughs) how frustrating is that as, as much as I love a lot of the work I've done, the, the grind of doing it every day and and forcing myself to publish something every day. Um, mm-hmm. As I was going through this week, I was going back through and basically backing everything up and seeing tons of errors. Like I was starting articles off with an A when I meant to say an I or something like that. And it was just like I like I just did, I wasn't editing. Right. Um, and so there were a lot of stupid little things in there I was seeing. And people were like cool and, and not like not calling me out on anything and and the the general points that I was making got across but I was definitely like I want to I want to create a more polished product and I also want to try and expand my skill set into the relevant skills of the industry these days mm-hmm. writing I'm, I I feel like I'm good at and a lot of people like my writing um especially when I do like big recap events uh so when I you know when I write and say hey for everybody that couldn't make it to kind of funny live here's a recap of everything that happened tonight um, I stayed up like until three or four that morning to get that out for people. Um, and they can still check it out if, if it. they want, um, uh, until the, uh, and I figure it's like, 
I can keep plugging that until they actually get the the, the kind of funny live video up and and site. Uh, <laughs> I can be like, hey, uh, you want to know? This is the only way go, you can recall go, go or recount my recap. Yeah, uh, but a lot of people uh, really liked that that kind of writing, and and I've I've built up a little following. Um, Greg Miller occasionally will retweet retweet something that I've done, and uh, and it'll like I'll get a huge spike in my my traffic. No but kidding. I realized that uh, you know I get if I'm lucky I get. 50 people a day regularly sure. um that's really good it's i mean yeah it's it's I'm, I'm really happy with that and and proud of kind of having built that up from nothing right uh, exactly but it's it's i recognize that it's also way easier to just throw on like a five minute ten minute video or a podcast so um in kind of looking toward the future of trevor trove uh i am going to be launching here in the coming weeks my own uh, my own trove talk podcast i uh, love it yeah uh, and then I'm going to try and do more Let's Plays and do some Twitch streaming and, and stuff like that. So I can actually go to like a dream place like IGN or a GameSpot and say, hey, I actually have skills you guys are looking for mm-hmm. uh, in video stuff and audio stuff instead of just, I write, please hire. Um, <laughs> please read it. Like That's the yeah. other part, too. It's not yeah. even that, um, that there are readers out there on the internet. It's tough to get somebody who is in a hiring position to sit there and slog through articles and articles. I can only yeah. imagine that it's a little easier to go through some video or some podcasts or things like that. Yeah. A little easier. This is also something that like Greg Miller would talk about a lot is that just write every day. Just see yeah. if you love it still. See it. so And and so I'm, I'm gathering you still love it. You're, you're wanting to grow this even more. Like that you've kind of almost passed that test a little bit. Yeah. The intent is I still want to produce content every day for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and hopefully I will still continue writing every day kind of in the background, but I do want to try and, um, uh, develop something, uh, that is like, I, I wrote in the, in the post, I was like, right. Taking three hours to write an article might, uh, might not be as valuable for me career wise as shooting a video for five minutes and then editing it for another two and a half hours yeah. <laughs> uh, and figuring out and learning that skill set. So, uh, so that's definitely kind of the, the, the intent is I'm still going to mm-hmm. try and do something every day and not break the chain in that regard, but it might not be writing. Um, or if it is writing, it's going to be a piece behind the scenes that I'm going to work on and edit over the course of, you know, days, maybe weeks even and, mm-hmm. uh, and build up from there. And so when you were on the Gamescast, you were a Patreon producer, uh, got on the Gamescast. Was that sort of like another eye-opening experience? You're like, I, you mentioned before that you wanted to go kind of like toe-to-toe with, with these guys who are, you know, top of the industry. Was that kind of like an encouraging moment or were you kind of like, man, I'm, I'm a long ways off? How, how, what was that whole experience from? Let's actually start at the beginning, getting there. Like you're driving up. What are the nerves like going, to, going over to Greg and, and Colin's place? Uh, well, I've, I went going into it. I had done the uh, in the now defunct kind of funny book club. I had done the Castlevania Castlevania Symphony of Night book club Very with sweet. Colin. Um, so I felt okay about um, about my ability to uh, to kind of go toe to toe because he loves that game and I was a little lukewarm on it. Um, so I was I was like I I feel okay about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Uber ride over there because it was basically like I'm I'm in a hotel. Greg's like okay. I'm dropping the pin now. Um, here, uh, uh, go ahead. It's going to meet you at the hotel in a few minutes. And he's doing this all while they're recording Game Over Greggy. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so I show up, and this is right after uh, I show up. I, I, I message him back, um, and I'm like, okay, I'm here. The drive over, I was like, 
this is going to be really cool. Um, yeah. I, I went specifically on Gamescast rather than Game Over Greggy because on Game Over Greggy, I'm always like, ah, like I, I would feel horrible if I come and bring my topic to the table and then we go into everybody else's topic and there's nothing to like, I have nothing to contribute in those right. conversations. Um, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, this, <laughs> this last week, like paint can, I'm like, well, oh, I don't really have like crazy drinking stories from college. So I don't know how much I would like how, how, what that would, um, uh, what I'd be able to, to talk about in that kind of conversation. Uh, but gaming like games cast, I've been a lifelong gamer. Um, I'm, I'm well-versed on, it. I've listened to them for years. So I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of where they stand on things. So I feel, I felt like going in, I felt pretty comfortable and I was like, I can, I can definitely like fit in with these guys. I can, I, I'll be, I'll be okay. Right. And if I'm and- not, it'll be an experience and I'll, I'll certainly rethink and be like, okay, maybe I, maybe I have, here's how much work I have to do if I really <laughs> want to pursue this, uh, and, and get into to gaming or something. Totally better fit. And, um, and uh, I went and did it, and they were cool. Uh, in the in the formal Patreon tier for Gamescast, there isn't a bring your own topic to the table, but I I had one that I was like, hey, I know it's not you know part of the deal, but if you guys like this topic, I'd love to discuss it with you. And that was where did um, the Wii U and the Vita, and to a lesser extent the Xbox One Connect go wrong for each of the companies yep. when their their previous entries had been such like a big success when the PSP had done so well and the Wii had done so well and even the the Xbox 360 Connect was like a big hyped up thing at launch and uh, and may have fallen off uh, afterwards but people got excited about those things and then the follow ups came out and they all just tanked and so I was definitely uh, interested in that part of the conversation and. Tim was was kind enough to let me have that conversation with him. Um, we also it's started a great out- topic, by the way. Yeah, As, that, well, and it makes me like I don't want to jump too much around here, but like I wonder because it's a very business oriented topic rather than just what are your favorite games or you know something more along that nature. Like, have you ever thought about getting into the development side or the the marketing side or anything like that for for gaming? Like, there's so this industry is so enormous, and I think we get the, a lot of the flash and the flare goes to like what kind of money is doing and things like that. But have you ever thought about joining like a team like Sony or Microsoft or or anything like that or a developer team or or something like that? Yeah, certainly. I I, I definitely. Um, like I, I look at the Sony, uh, job site every now and then, and, there it is. and I have, I have a degree in, uh, in management, in business management. I, I have uh, a bachelor of arts in theater and a bachelor of science in, in business management because the original goal was I wanted to run my own theater company. And then that just kind of fell by the wayside when I actually worked in a theater company. I was like, Oh, there's a lot of stuff here. I don't want to do, <laughs> um, like <laughs> deal with uppity donors and stuff. Um, <laughs> and so I definitely like. In uh, in my conversations with them afterwards, for example, like we went to we like part of the the packages you got to dinner with the guys Same. and uh, and and so we talked like the future of of kind of funny back then even uh, that was kind of what I was interested in talking to them about over over dinner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some of I mean some of my favorite posts that I do for Trevor Trove are the monthly NPD charts and doing analysis and and predicting what games are going to come out next month and and make the charts and what like what it means that grand theft auto now that they're including digital has been at the top of the charts this last month uh like that this three-year-old game other games that aren't coming out are still selling worse or are selling worse than this game from three years ago um that has already sold nearly 70 million copies so 
I love that that kind of analytics nature. What and does that mean? Um, I, I I think that it means that July was a, a very slow month, um, uh, and Grand, Grand Theft Auto is a juggernaut. Um, I mean, like <laughs> Minecraft continues to be on uh, on these charts. Um, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, uh, NBA Two K sixteen from last year. Even even the month, like I thought it was gonna, I thought for sure it was gonna fall off the month that um, PlayStation gave it away as a PS Plus game, but nope. Right. Um, so. I think it it shows the the disparity really out there between what a lot of a lot of people in the industry would consider like the casual gamers, the people who maybe only buy a few games a year, like your Maddens or your Call of Duties. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the amount of people that are out there that do that, they're buying in droves, and so the the really big games and probably Overwatch is like the next big one that will probably stay on the charts for a while mm-hmm. um, uh, because it's a Blizzard game. Uh, I think the we we lose sight of okay Uncharted did really well but like Grand Theft Auto is doing a massive um, so it puts things yeah. into perspective a little bit it also yeah. kind of like gives you an idea of the different tales that that we see and there's always so much emphasis put on games when when they first launch there's this huge huge push it's the same in movies they know that there's a giant percentage whether it's eighty ninety percent of their overall sales are going to come in that first week. But there are a few weird instances in the gaming world where that's not always true, where that that never like kind of tails off. It might have a, uh, a little spike, and then it just runs flat for the rest yep. of the year, Call of Duty. But there, are, those are really only the, the ten. And so, like, I start to, my, I love this this topic too because I start to think about games like. Um, no Man's Sky is getting a lot of shade this week about their drop off, and a few other Pokemon Go is getting a lot of you know yep. different different audiences, different types of games, and all that stuff. But it it begs the question, it begs the thought and analysis of we just have to think through, think about these things in a critical way rather than just paint everything with the same broad brush and go like, well, that means it's bad for this game and it's great for this game, and it's just very very different, and you can't yep. expect games to sell like in the top. 10 NPD forever, uh, it might still mean that it's successful. If it drops off, they just have a huge, huge um, opening weekend. So yeah, I, really, I, I, I love I, that I'm, aspect of it. Yeah, I was I was also especially, because they, just uh, two months ago, they started including digital sales, partial digital sales in yes. there. And that brought like Destiny back to life. Destiny, the Taken King, has been on the on the top ten chart the last couple months. And I'm like, holy crap, that is a game that's still selling really well. Mm-hmm. That when it was physical only, um, kind of got lost in the shuffle of how how well it might have been selling digitally. Because mm-hmm. um, that's definitely the future of the industry is is digital. So seeing that, even though Nintendo and Sony and, and Microsoft aren't really divulging their digital numbers yet. Um, we we still get a pretty good picture of uh of where everything else is uh, where everybody's is moving do you think do you think that like success sort of breeds success as well so like maybe i don't know if it's necessarily the npds themselves that get keep these games in people's minds but it's like well these are the top 10 games so they'll continue to be the top 10 games because we just talked about them being in the top 10 kind of thing yeah i i, I don't i don't think it has that direct of an impact because i don't i i think the I think the circle of people that pay attention to the NPD is like already a small subsect of people that pay attention to the industry, that which is already sense. a small subsect of gamers mm-hmm. um, as the whole. So it's uh, I, I joke it's like the one percent of the one percent of informed <laughs> um, gamers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I but but the the wider implications thereof. 
a lot of people bought Overwatch, so they're talking about Overwatch with their friends, so their friends are now buying Overwatch. I right. do think if 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 you charted in the in the top ten and you have that longevity, um, that or that you have that that gameplay hook that is going to produce longevity, yeah, you'll probably stay on there. But then you also have a lot of games that are going to be the huge opening weekend, opening month, um, uh, and then they're going to fall off because. It was it's it's that single player experience that you know you're gonna you're gonna get Quantum Break and you're gonna play it that month when it comes out and you might tell a couple friends about it and it's gonna hit big that first month but then it's gonna fall off the charts because it's not a game that's getting a sustained push by mm-hmm. any of the any of the publishers it's gonna be replaced by whatever the next thing Xbox is is pushing. That um, is like that is the example for that I think in 2016 is is Quantum Break. Everybody in the gaming world was very excited. We all played it, and and that's pretty much it. You you jump you t- touched on uh, being a lifelong gamer. Mm-hmm. Where where does it all start with you? Uh, so my dad worked at uh, a place in in Phoenix called Park and Swap, which is basically you could park your car or you could park a trailer or something and sell stuff out of it. Like you would rent a space in this big parking lot. Yeah. Um, and he happened to, he had a little small business that he would work on the weekends uh, called Photogenics, where he would take uh, people's pictures and put them on novelty things like mugs or posters or T-shirts or something like that. Love it. Um, but other people down there at Park and Swap would be selling, it, it basically was like a giant garage sale or yard sale. Yeah. And so, uh, so we had like, we had a, an Atari 2600, and so I remember, I certainly remember playing like Pong and Pitfall a little bit growing up, but mm-hmm. um, when I was probably three or four, um, he brought home from Park and Swap uh, a Nintendo for the family. And so, like, we jumped in, and I was playing Mario um, and Tetris and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, and, like Mega Man. Uh, and so that's kind of where it all where it got its hooks in me. And, and was it just you, or you, like what's your what's your family it was me, situation? Uh, uh, I have a younger sister, a couple years younger than me. Yeah. Um, so at that point, she probably wasn't playing, but it, uh, but she was she was certainly there. My dad and I would occasionally play games like Mario Kart and stuff. I love my, it. And my and my dad was uh, my dad was a pilot, so like Pilot Wings was a big one when uh, when that came out on the Super Nintendo. Like we played that, and like my sister and I every year on PC would get him Flight Simulator. Like whatever that year's mm-hmm. flight simulator was, and he would he would um, love it because he could hop into a plane and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is actually very accurate to like the instruments you would see in this plane." And we're gonna fly to Chicago, and there's the Sears Tower, even though it's like you know '90s, early '90s, like block triangles, put together graphics. <laughs> but but he would like he 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 lived in Chicago before he lived in Phoenix, uh, and so he he would kind of show us the skyline and and so that was a great little family bonding thing. Uh, my mom's never really been in gaming, but like back yeah. back in those first days, like Tetris was something we could all play together and mm-hmm. uh, and and she would at least like we would have family night around the Nintendo where like my sister and I might play, but my parents would like watch us and 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 talk and we would visit and stuff. Um, so at that early age was kind of when I got started. I was a Nintendo kid. My dad would pick up. He picked up like a Sega Genesis from from Park and Swap. Uh, eventually, we got like a PlayStation from Park and Swap, and so it was just kind of like we weren't we weren't always like at the cutting edge. It would be like a year or two later, maybe sometimes. I feel uh, like back then it didn't matter as much. It, at it, all. it really didn't because that was also when like unless you had like a super rich friend, you, all of your other friends were getting it doing a the same thing. Later. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like it was just 
oh, you have you have the Nintendo, you have the Sega Genesis. Um, oh, the Super Nintendo just came out. Oh, really neat. Uh, but we've still got plenty of things to play on our Nintendo, so we'll go ahead and do that for another couple of years, and then eventually we'll move on to the Super Nintendo. And, yeah, I don't and, mind playing Mario three for six years straight. <laughs> not at all. No, it's great. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where it started, and and I've I've just pretty much been a, a gamer ever since. Uh, I I got on. Uh, PlayStation, be, uh, largely because of Final Fantasy VII. I was mm-hmm. a huge Final Fantasy fan. My favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy VI, which was three uh, here in the States. Um, and so when Seven came out, A, because this was before the internet and, and stuff, I was like, they made four more Final Fantasy games and this is the first time hearing about them? <laughs> yeah. Crap! Um, and, uh, and I would go and play. My best friend growing up, he lived, uh, he lived a couple cities away, so we didn't see each other all that much, but like I would go there and we would hang out and we would basically spend weekends together every now and then. Uh, and we would just kind of do full-on gaming. Um, that was back like even when, I, when we were like PC gamers and stuff and would play like Duke Nukem or Doom or Wolfenstein or Quake. Mm-hmm. Um, Quake, yes. Uh, XCOM, the the original XCOM. Uh, so yeah, we would have like a ton of fun doing that, and just we would spend all weekend playing video games together. Um, and he got the PlayStation before I did, and so I would go to his house, and we would just play Final Fantasy VII all weekend. And then I would like we would get to like the end of the first disc, and uh, and I remember like doing the snowboarding stuff, and then I have to go home and. <laughs> Uh, and then I would be like, oh, I don't get to play it again. And then my like the the church I went to growing up, the youth pastor also had a PlayStation and would do like like what? youth group it. events at his place. And so I would play PlayStation there all before I had um, uh, one of my own. And then like I came home one day and my dad had had picked one up um, from either a yard sale or park and swap or something. It had like uh, a, a purple knockoff memory card, so yeah. I was able to at least save my games. Um, so that was great, and it was it had like um, he we he got Final Fantasy VII because he knew how much I liked that game. But then he also got whatever other games they were giving away with it. So there was stuff like Carmageddon and Auto Destruct and NASCAR '97 or something like that. Yes, yes. So so it was just like. And these were just like, surprises okay. for you guys. Like they weren't Absolutely. like good grades or birthdays or anything like that. It was just like a random Thursday dad comes home with another video game a, console. A lot of times, yeah. Uh, I mean we would – like once we had the box, we would definitely go to Toys R Us and like that was kind of where we would uh, – uh, if you know if we were good kids or got good grades and stuff, it would be like, okay, you get to pick one slip and that's the game we're going to get. Um, uh, or uh, like Christmas every year. Um, Thanksgiving Day, it would be like, okay, here are all the ads. Circle the things you want because mom's going to go and oh, do like Black so Friday fun. shopping tomorrow. And, and you know, you might get some stuff. You might not. Um, but, yeah, like games were always kind of the big thing I wanted and yeah. the big thing. Like the, they were the, the big prize I would ask for. Uh, my, how were you, you staying up to date on them? Like how were you discovering what games were, were upcoming and what you wanted or was it just – what people like, are talking about back then it was it was like what friends were talking about like that was how i got into harvest moon was uh one of my friends had harvest moon and we played mm-hmm. it in his house and i was like this is a really cool game it shouldn't be this is really weird that i'm enjoying like farming but i love it and and i got addicted to harvest moon for years and years and years mm-hmm. and uh, and so like stardew valley coming out this year i was like yes this is the harvest moon i've wanted because like when when they went 3d with like the gamecube era and playstation 2 i was like this is not this isn't as fun for me I love mm-hmm. the, the top down that you kept getting on mobile stuff uh, uh, like handhelds and, and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, like that was that was how I find it. 
Blockbuster was a big was a big thing. I would go. Oh and man, and yes, let's talk uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> but yeah, like I was I was never really like Nintendo Power is what what I really had growing up. But I sure. didn't like I was never I was never really an EGM person. I was never a, a, a PlayStation Magazine person. So eventually, when the internet came around, um, I was definitely going to places like n64.com which became yeah. ign for like playthroughs and, and like walkthroughs and stuff to to get through a hard section um and that was probably when i started really following was the internet age is when yeah. i really got intently uh set on the industry but even that like that was a slow slow transition i don't remember like there's no defining moment where i'm like oh i go to a- ign every day now um it just kind of morphed into that yeah uh, yeah, I was always going there and GameSpot for game demos. And then yeah. we would have to set, because we had like a 28.8 modem, right? We would play uh, demos on our computer. We would download. That was, Those were the days when it was all real-time strategy games all the time. Everybody was yeah. coming up with a Warcraft knockoff or oh, yeah. uh, Command & Conquer knockoff. Yep. And so we were every night we would set the computer to download. And it would, I don't know, maybe a 20 or 30 megabyte file, but it would take all night. So we would, like, hopefully you wake up the next morning and hopefully the download actually worked and, and paid off. Yeah, so definitely. those were, that's why I was going to IGN was for, for game demos and GameSpot as well for that. Yeah, I definitely, uh, uh, when we were talking about um, like games as a reward, I definitely remember going on cross-country trips to Michigan because we have a lot of family in Michigan. And uh, and we would, my parents would have like in the back of the van, they would have uh, like what they called the little treasure trove where if we were good for like <laughs> two hours of driving time and didn't get into fights or anything, we had a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo in this van with us, uh, running off of the the van's battery. And so, like, I got Aladdin for Super Nintendo on oh, a road trip it. to Michigan in like when I was like eight or nine or something like that. And so, um, like, that was definitely they definitely did use that as a hey, be quiet and you can play video games, or, or that was like <laughs> the, the ultimate time. motivator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that definitely did happen growing up, but the the systems were typically. Those were big, like either Christmas surprises or, uh, or yeah, just sometimes a random, like on on a random Tuesday. Here's a here's a PlayStation One that I, I found that. at yard sale. And so now, fast forward to we're we're grown men. We can grow our own beards. We can wear sunglasses however we want. Indeed. And now you're off to PAX West next week. Yeah. Just a little treat for yourself. Just to kind of. Go, go kind of like, I love the video game kind of like conferences are vacations for, for grown men. Now this is the yeah. greatest world to live in. It's definitely, it's, it's part, it's part vacation, but a lot of it. And, and like, if I ever make it in the industry, this is basically going to be my mantra. Like every trip I'm going on is basically me investing in myself um, there it is. in an effort to get into the industry. So I'm going to like, I'm going to PAX East and talking to Andrew Goldfarb and Max Scoville and Marty Sleva, and I'm talking to people and making those connections at IGN. When every, every, like, I made three trips to San Francisco last year for Kind of Funny Live, for the Beyond 400 Unlocked 200 party, and then for PSX. And each time, I talked to each of those guys mm-hmm. and and uh, and was like, hey, I love the content you guys are doing. I'm, I'm starting doing my own thing. And by the time I was there for PSX, like... Andrew and Marty were remembering me. So I'm at least making those connections in the industry. And so when I go to, when I go to, uh, to something like, uh, to a PAX specifically, I'm going to meet developers. I'm going to, to meet in other people in the industry as well as go and have fun with friends. Um, I got, um, I'm, I'm going technically as like, uh, as a freelancer this time, mm-hmm. um, because I've made friends in the industry who hooked me up with a media badge for, for PAX, uh, West. So, Good for you. um, 
that's really cool. And I'm getting, I'm now getting the floods of PAX emails from every other developer under the sun saying, Hey, come try our game. We see you're going to be at PAX. Um, and a lot of it's like mobile things that I'm, I've, that aren't my my scene a lot of it's steam games that aren't really my scene mm-hmm. um, but there are a couple where i'm like oh that looks really cool i am going to go ahead and take advantage of that and set up an appointment and and sit down and talk to these developers so it's definitely like it's definitely costly and i'm fortunate enough in that i'm in a job now where i can both take the time off work and um uh, and it pays me well enough that i can go ahead and and jet set around the country for um a few days uh every couple months um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely like, I treat it like I'm investing in myself and the potential future of me getting a job in the industry. Well, it's really impressive. You're taking it to the, to the next level. I feel like a lot of, a lot of people will say these things that they want to get into the industry. They say that they want to write or they have goals or things, but you're, you're legit doing it 300 days of writing every single day and going to shake these hands and going to meet these people. I'm very, I'm very impressed. You don't see that all the time. You see a lot of ambition, but you never really see it kind of manifest into anything real. So, um, my full appreciation and, and admiration for you and everything that you're doing, man, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. Um, we, I, I don't know if you wanted to go back to it, but we got, we definitely got off track, uh, regarding <laughs> the, the, my time on the games cast and that whole, uh, that whole experience. Uh, the, the real highlight of it was so the, the thing that, that I don't know how many people really know about this, about like the games cast or game over Greggy. They do like almost no prep work going into it. Right. Um, so like Tim had, had figured out what we, what the topics were going to be, but I don't think he told Greg or Colin. He definitely didn't tell me outside <laughs> of like, we're going to do your topic that you brought to the table. Cause it's a really interesting topic. Um, but I had, so I, I sat down I was like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I'm along for the ride. Hopefully I can, hopefully I can hold my own and, and contribute to the conversation. And, uh, and I, I lucked out in that, like we ended up on video game art, um, was like one of the random topics. And I was like, Oh, i like, I, because of that long lineage of gaming, I have plenty of examples in the back of my head that I can point to of what makes good video game art, what makes bad video game art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then a lot of it was just like random. I, I don't even know what we talked about, but we talked about something and the, the super <laughs> highlight uh, that like the best moment of that day was um, we're, we've, we're done. We've wrapped, we're going to, we're going to dinner afterwards to, to kind of unwind and, and just visit and uh, and Greg says, like, this was episode 21 of the Games Cast. And Greg says, I think that was our best episode yet. I think we've really hit our stride now. And oh, so, like, man. I, I was like, Greg, I'm tweeting that out. You're cool with that, right? And he was like, absolutely. And he retweeted it. And so, like, everybody who knew that, that everybody who I had met at, at Kind of Funny Live and knew that I was there to be on the Games Cast um, started, like, immediately being, uh, like, over the moon for me and super, super happy and, and looking forward to what the show was going to be. And then I did that thing that you probably shouldn't do, uh, but I went into like the comment sections as the videos started to roll. Oh uh, no, yeah, I'm sure and, it was great uh, though. And everyone, everyone was super positive. The Love like it. The biggest compliment I got from it, and what kind of reinforced like, yeah, I'm on the right track, was um, there were multiple people in there who missed the like because we only kind of gloss over it at the top of the episode that I'm there because I'm a Patreon person, right. I'm a Patreon supporter. So a lot of people thought I was just a friend of theirs in the industry and they just didn't know who I was. They didn't they didn't go to whatever site I was from. And at the mm-hmm. time I didn't even I didn't even have Trevor Trove. So I wasn't even like pitching anything or selling anything. I was really just there 
to prove to myself if I could do it. Yeah. And so, so the fact that people thought I was already like an industry insider was like the biggest compliment I could have received out of that, that whole experience. And, and they, like a lot of people thought I fit in. Well, it took like a week or two before somebody was like, this guy spent $2,000 to go be with these guys. Gay. And I, and I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's God. that's cool, dude. Thank you so much. This is the comment I've been waiting for. Yeah, uh, but like, I hope that didn't the, like that didn't tear you up too too much, especially after all the positivity. Oh like, no, not clearly at all. that was like no, it was worth it was, the money. It, yeah, it was. Again, it's I treat I treated the thing going in like an investment in myself, and I yeah. feel very I feel very um uh, like I got my money's worth out of out of my time with them and and on the show and and the experience I got from it and the the visibility to a certain extent that I got mm-hmm. from it. Um, now I can go to something like kind of funny live too. And people like treat me like a celebrity in the community. Cause I was on the show once. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that was cool. And people like, yeah, people were, were coming up to me and wanting to meet me. I was like, this is a really weird thing, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. And, and, and I would just kind of, again, jump into Greg Miller mode and be like, Oh, thanks. Um, thanks so much. I'm so glad you liked the episode. What like, are you having a good time here? Kind of funny. Like, did you do, have you done any of the community mm-hmm. events? What's your favorite part of the show? Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun just kind of meeting, meeting people that, that I didn't know. And they had otherwise, they had otherwise no reason to know me. Um, mm-hmm. but because, because I did the show and, the, and, and did it well, not did, just the fact did it well, did. apparently yeah. like, yeah, I, I felt, I felt, I definitely felt good about my, my experience on the show, but it was Different, certainly, yeah. um, reinforced by the, the positive response. Um, uh, and fortunately, of course, the kind of funny community being so vehemently positive as they are, I wasn't expecting, you know, uh, a flurry of, negative experiences right. but uh lewis Minchacha, Minchachacha, who had done <laughs> he was the first patreon guest he did the game over greggy show had reached out to me and was like hey like i want to know what, what your experience was because i kind of had i he, he seemed a little soured on his experience because oh no it, it was it was that kind of he felt bad because he did he did gog and he he felt like he had a lot to say about his topic and then didn't really have much to say about the other topics because again they didn't like tell him what those topics were were going to be really going into it mm-hmm. and uh, so he didn't have anything to prepare for it and apparently the people in the comments for those videos were a little like dude this guy's really quiet he shouldn't be on the show or something like that oh, like, that's man. that's not cool yeah uh, I'm kidding but uh, so I was I I was kind of in. Uh, like embracing for that worst case scenario a little bit, sure. and then it didn't. It didn't really come. I haven't. I haven't checked the videos recently, but um, I imagine after those first couple of weeks, there weren't too much. There wasn't too much in the way of new commenters um, going through there. But yeah, I really only had like a handful of even vaguely negative comments, and I just kind of brushed them each off. I was like, hey, no, like I totally get where you're coming from, and yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy to spend two thousand dollars on this, but I had the means to do so, and and mm-hmm. wanted to to uh, like I wanted that experience for myself so I don't have any regrets for doing it so when um, are you going back when am I going back <laughs> uh, well they've, they've instituted this new thing that uh, you can only do the show once so I don't know if that's for both but the I, I will be I entirely genuine in that when I left beyond 400 um, uh, last year Every like at Beyond 300, they invited um, people who had like been at Beyond 200 and now work at IGN to to come and talk about the, uh, the show at Beyond mm-hmm. Forward. In the same way, it was um, Miranda Sanchez who had been at Beyond 300 uh, and now works at IGN. She came out and talked a little bit about being that. So I was very much I set two goals for myself that day. One was I want to be the guy at Beyond 500 who talks about being at Beyond 400. 
And two is I want to go back on the games cast as a member of the industry. Um, so when I'm out there in San Francisco and working somewhere, um, I mean, I'm, I'm still good friends with Greg. Um, he, uh, he and I chat every now and then, um, which like he like is, is incredibly humbling and amazing. He like, he's out there dropping my name, uh, when he's talking to people like Dan Reichert and, and Danny O'Dwyer, um, he's talking about me and he's talking about Alex as these people who are out there doing it. And he talks about us in the way that he talks about Brian Albert as somebody he recognized that was going to make it in the industry. So mm-hmm. that he's out there championing as a champion for me is incredibly humbling and incredibly flattering. Um, and I, I don't ever want to, um, I want to, I want to be worthy of that. So, um, so I'm out there when I see him, I give him big old hugs at these events. Um, and I definitely want to, my, my goal is, you know, the next year or two, I make it out there. I'm working at an IGN something and I go on, I go on uh, Gamescast and I say, I'm here because of this community. I'm here because of the support from the kind of funny guys. I'm here because, um, you guys made me think you guys made me realize I could make this a reality. So that's, that's kind of the, the, what I'm heading for. That's well, the I love it. Goal. I love it because I'm going to be able to say in a couple of years or six months down the road, I'm going to turn back and say like, I had a guy who went on to IGN on oh, We the Gamer cast. <laughs> I'll be able to just like mooch off of all everybody else's success that they're oh, all like moving like, on it, to bigger, better things. So and I'll I, be back when you, when you yeah, do that. Definitely. I love, I, that's, I love, I, since I haven't had up till now a podcast of my own, I've loved coming on and doing other people's shows um, and, and like the, the games cast was my first podcast ever. It was the first time yeah. I'd ever done any, anything. It was like, that's I, crazy. <laughs> so that was also like, the, <laughs> how well am I going to do in that regard? Um, but I, you know, given that I've done theater for 10 years, I, I've certainly felt comfortable kind of being and, and presenting myself and, mm. and, um, and being like a hyper realized version of myself and an always on version of myself. So mm-hmm. that was never a, a huge concern going into it. I, I felt like I would be able to go with the flow and, and improvise if I needed to. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I mean, this is the first time I've ever doing this, so it could go horribly wrong. That's certainly a possibility, <laughs> but probably not. Like, like really. I'm, I'm hopeful not. Um, but yeah, so doing, doing shows like this, doing, uh, shows like irrational passions or PS enthusiast. Um, I love getting out there and, and kind of hearing like other stories from the community. I love hearing your story and, and getting to know you. And yeah, I mean like we've never really chatted before, but like, I, I you'd never like, know it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, like I've listened to the show and and uh, and I was like, oh, like the the first time I listened to you was uh, was one of your Kaylee episodes because uh, you know, what's up, Kaylee? Great friends with her, Kaylee Woomer. Gonna be crashing with her and and her boy uh, Joseph and Zyger and uh, and our friend Frank from here in Phoenix uh, at, at Pax West next week. Um, but screw you, Kaylee, because you didn't Aww. come to Architects like you were supposed to. You jerk. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I love you, Kaylee. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, like doing, doing shows like this, um, uh, I love, yeah, just getting to talk video games with other yep. people. Cause it's not a thing I get in my day to day life and just sitting behind the computer and writing. Um, uh, I like, I love having the conversations online a little bit, but it's not, uh, like I love your show in particular because it is so interview centric. It is just kind of getting to know somebody. Sure. Um, and it's actually like, it's it's probably a bigger influence on on what Trove Talk is going to be than I even realized, because um, it is going to be. Stop. Much, but no, it is. It's it's like 
I was thinking about it as like a mix between like a games cast and like what Jared's doing now with Pockets Full of Soup, where it is. Oh, just kind I of, love that show. I, I, oh, it's great. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at like it's pretty much probably going to be like one on one. Like, tell me your gaming history. What's your favorite game? Like, just getting to know somebody, and then also like, and let's talk about something completely outside of gaming. Um, <laughs> and so as as I was going back and and listening to your show last night, I was like. Oh crap! I'm just totally, I'm just totally ripping Sean. Oops. Uh, I'm oh, I'm ripping off like twelve other shows. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, no, but uh, but yeah, like I love I love the conversational because there are so there are so many other like okay, we're gonna talk about the gaming news and, and like you guys Big were time. talking last week. Um, uh, there are just like okay, let's talk about what we played this week. What what gaming news is? And I love those shows. I did a four hour version last weekend with Irrational Passions where it was. Uh, me and, and a few others just like shooting the shit and talking for hours and hours and hours uh, I love it. Uh, about like what we've been playing recently and all of the Gamescom news and all that stuff. I love I love that. Absolutely. But I don't think I especially because I'm doing it probably more as a one man show, at least to start. I don't right. think I could maintain that on my own. So I think bringing it as a one man show and bringing in a rotating guest um, is kind of. Uh, what I think will will work best for me at this time. The original. Man, I'm, I'm sure you have thousands of people who will line up to be part of Trevor uh, Trove. Did, oh, you, did you give a start? Did you ha- give a start date? I've not. I've not because I I don't know when it's gonna. Let's do it. No, I have okay. No, it's official, no. everybody. Trevor is oh, yeah. recording the first episode at PAX. Yeah, you, just do like a live, like throw a yeah, phone I'll, on I'll, the table I'll, and just do a round table like with with Kaylee and everybody I there in Zagger. That might certainly happen. Um. I'm probably going to create like a pilot episode here in the first week or so. Cause the problem is I need to le- also learn how to edit it, uh, do all that stuff on the back end, uh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I will probably take my mic to, uh, to PAX and cause one of the ideas that we've been throwing around, uh, either with irrational passions or with the guys over at nerds online, uh, in the, like in the last year was like, I would love to just do, uh, a drunk cast from somebody's hotel room at one of those oh events. My God, yes. Um, and just everybody like, what's the coolest thing you've seen at PAX? Let's like, just talk and, and have a great time, uh, oh, and man. just record it for posterity because we're crazy people. I love um, that. So it's certainly a possibility of, of what'll happen next week, but I don't know if that'll make the cut. I'll probably, I will probably launch, Formerly like mid September, uh, and of course I'm gonna uh, I'll be reaching out to you to to have you come on because uh, I'll, I'll want Aww. to catch up and chat again. Yeah, um, man. yeah. Awesome. I mean, like it's just in general, like in in uh, in listening to your stuff, like you give great interview, and I said as much. Uh, like when I was first listening to it, like you're you you remind me of a young Clements. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Hopefully an old I keep Clements. my hair. Even, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Not there's anything like, wrong with so, bald. I like my hair though. There you go. Yeah, no, it's 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 a good look. That's very nice. Yeah, I, I get weird with compliments, so thank you. Yeah, no, I, I think we all do. I think we're all yeah. very weird, insecure gamer people. So Big time. Yeah. so when people were like, "Oh, you were great on the games cast," I'm like, "Oh, thanks, guys." Like, oh okay. yeah, oh, thanks. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, nervous laugh. Yeah, that's ensues. so. That's that's what I think. Trove talk is gonna. Is I can't going wait, to be. man. Um, because yeah, I, I mean, I I want to hear people's gaming stories, just like we talked about. I want to hear kind of what got people into gaming. I want to hear. I want to hear people argue about and defend what their favorite games are. And then I also just want to learn something new about a person that has nothing to do with gaming. Like, what's yeah. what's a hobby of yours? Like, my go-to is always like, oh, like, I do a lot of theater. I've done a lot of theater for years. And that's a thing about me that people find interesting and I, I have a passion for and can talk about as well as I could talk about anything gaming-wise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to hear what – 
because I don't I don't want us all getting so echo chambery that the only thing we talk about each other with is video games um, or is you know whatever Batman versus Superman came out this weekend or something <laughs> like that. Like I want to hear about other things that people are passionate about. Big time. Yeah, you gotta you gotta differentiate. Well, I look forward to that, man. I cannot wait for for the Trevor talk, Trove talk Trove to talk. launch. I'm gonna say the 11th of September. Is that a bad day to launch something? Um, I mean, <laughs> Probably. It's, it's, Maybe it's, it's an ominous day. Certainly. <laughs> Maybe not the best. But I look forward to that. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show, man. I really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great conversation. Uh, uh, I hope we have many more. to find a reason by the way to put that music the crystal light aerobics national champions thing on the show for so long this is unless i have greg miller colin moriarty tim gettys or nick scarpino on the show uh, which may i don't know that's probably not gonna happen if you have if you guys have any way of making that happen i would really appreciate it i know some of you are very close to them I would lose my mind, even just for a half an hour. We could do a nice, quick one. I know, I know time is precious, especially for those guys. But if you have any way, that would be great. I will totally have that music or any... Actually, you know what? I will have any of the, the kind of funny music on here. I love the Colin and Greg Live theme. Oh, I actually really like the game of Greg. Anyways, enough of this. Let's, let's wrap, up, wrap up the show. That's enough. Thank you to Trevor for taking the time. I um we chatted for a little while after we stopped recording there and I'm just I want to I want to tell you guys I'm struck by his not only just ambition I think ambition is 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 great and all um but he's taking literal actual physical steps towards this goal of his to be working in industry um I, I know like really this is it for me I feel like this is I, I'll do some writing I will do some some podcasting and but I know kind of my, my career path is pretty much set would I love to work in the games industry absolutely but I'm not doing anything like to get there so I don't I don't expect it to just magically happen I fully expect it to happen for Trevor he is he's making it happen he's he's shaking babies and kissing hands or however that saying goes really great stuff I'm so impressed he just go over to the trevortrove.com and check this out I mean monthly passions podcast he just did a, uh, a guest show there. He's got Deus Ex Go review, some NPD predictions. I just am very impressed. It's it's that 300 days writing every single day. Um, something that, that everybody should try. <laughs> but he actually did it. I uh, That's enough. Uh, enough gloating. Well, no, is it gloating if it's over somebody else? I'm... Uh, did I mention that I'm tired? Uh, that doesn't matter. You don't want to hear. I'm going to paint soon. So I'll get nice and I'll get I'll get a little dizzy from the fumes. Mr. Simpson, the fumes are making me dizzy. That was tar. <clears throat> Thank you guys for being here. Oh, I'm not going to jump to the end just yet. Be sure go follow. You probably are already. It's probably the reason you're here. But if you're not, Twitter Snarky Starky. Check out the website TrevorTrove.com. Let's get let's get some encouragement. Give him a little little tap on the butt. And uh, encourage him to get this podcast thing going. I I think he's got access to really incredible guests. I think he's got great things to say. And I just want everybody to have a podcast because why not? So thank you again to Trevor. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you so much for being here. If you like 
this show at all, please hit subscribe. Come back next week. We've got some great guests lined up. If you want to be a guest to make the show great, it's always great. By the way, you don't have to make the show great again. Um, you can just tweet at me at Sean Capri. That's Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. You can also email we the gamercast at we the nerdy.com. I know that can get confusing. The whole we the gamercast is the podcast, but we the nerdy is the is that confusing? I don't I didn't think it is, but I I'm rambling. Let's let's wrap it up. We the nerdy.com hosts this beautiful podcast, so you can go there every day for video game opinions. Most but a lot of comic stuff too. If you guys are here for comics, or if you're if you're liking the comics, good stuff happening. We got some exclusive access to All-Stars. Is that a thing? <sighs> they should give me something to read for this part. You can also subscribe to Nerdflix and Chill. It's Ner- We the Nerdies movie podcast. It's with me and Gary Taru. It publishes on iTunes and Google Play and YouTube every Friday. Last week we watched, what did we watch? War Dogs and Batman Begins. We always watch a new movie in the theater and then we dive into our DVD or Blu-ray collection Watch an old movie and spoil the crap out of it. We kind of go beat by beat. Like beat by beat. Is that a... Most of you guys, do you guys remember New Kids on the Block? They're like the geriatric dudes on the porch now, though. Uh, you can also find me on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby the, the Nintendo Gurus. I forgot to do my warm-ups. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. The arsonist. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. All right, ready to go. You can find me on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby, the Nintendo Guru Pauls. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. Otherwise, this is episode 47 of We The Gamer Cast. It is now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there too. And now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!